Okay, whether you, whether you know this or not, only 25% of you that's sitting in here this morning will get what we're trying to preach. That's scriptural. The parable of the sower. He threw seed. That was his job. But, and he threw seed on four different grounds, but only one ground produced. 25%, last time I went to math class, one of four is 25%. So 25% was able to receive the word and produce its fruit. That's why I say only 25% of you. So just look at your neighbor and go, I'm the 25, you're not. <laughs> and if they don't believe you, look at the other one. <laughs> Somebody will let you know. This feels so good. I want to. I just want to teach. Can I teach? And uh, then maybe Tommy will do praise and worship at the end. Hey, we can. We can. Jesus loves me. This time, there's your praise and worship. You know, if you're coming, <laughs> we've got this so backwards in church because you're thinking that you're coming to church. To be filled by the pastor. When in fact, we are to be coming to church to fill one another. Yes, you are. Forsake not the gathering of one another so that you may encourage. Y'all put all the pressure on me. See, I know how to get out from underneath that pressure. Because I can't do nothing. I can't make you a better guy. I can't. I mean, I can hammer you. And I can say, man, you ain't supposed to do that. You can't do this. You got to do this. You got. I can try to get you on the right. I can't make you a better dude. But some of us are so good, they ain't nothing to change. I'm looking. All right, we got the right crowd. I just we're we're in a series, and it's 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 the series of where grace once stood, and. All I'm really doing is I'm, I'm trying to just listen to God a little bit to go through some things through Scripture with me and say, here, talk about this. Um, I really tried to write some notes on this, and the only thing I got down was the title, Where Grace Once Stood, and that's because I'm biting off of last week's. And I got the Scripture, John 21, if you've got your Bibles, let's go there. John 21 chapter or chapter 21 verses 15 through 19 um i just want to give you a little backdrop of what might be taking place here and what what's going on uh, this is after jesus has died on the cross and was buried and was raised again from the grave and there were 12 different accounts where jesus actually showed himself after his resurrection um and and through these times of him showing himself through his resurrection um, he had showed himself to his disciples. Um, he had came to the disciples once, once when they were locked up in the room and they were scared out of their wits because Jesus had raised from the dead and had gone and um, he went and talked to, actually, the Bible actually said that the angel told Mary that he would go and see the disciples and Peter. He singled out Peter. Y'all remember that? I mean, how, how awesome it is to be singled out. Any, 
Do you ever feel like that it's just a, it's a, it's a privilege that God would single you out? Anybody ever feel like that? You, so most of you sitting in here because you're sinners, most of you sit in here and you go, I don't like being singled out because God's always spanking me. That's because he wants you to get your life right. Y'all loosen up a little bit on a Sunday, okay? I try to make Sundays kind of as loose as I can. Wednesdays it gets a little tight because I get in your soup bowl. But Sundays I try to leave you alone. I try to stay out of your kitchen. But this, this is where God... Jesus has come out now, and he, he's gone, and he's talked to the disciples, and um, he's went and he's told them what he wants them to do, and he's trying to commission them to go and, and preach the word and, and be apostles, and he's called them into that apostleship, and here we find Peter, Peter, and there's, uh, I think there's five others that are, that are with Peter, um, I can't remember the number, don't hold me to it, if it's up there, you can count them out, um, but I think there's five others that are with Peter, that Peter had gone to, and the, remember, this is after Jesus had raised from the dead, and after Jesus had presented himself and told the disciples that it's me. Don't be scared. Remember, he told Judas, go ahead and touch, touch the scars. And he said, you know, you believe because you've seen. But he said, blessed are those that believe that have not seen. Remember? And, and he goes and he's talking to his disciples, and he's telling them what he wants them to do. And remember, they've been with him for three and a half years. I mean, this is a while to be underneath the teacher such as Jesus. And I'm sure the influence of Jesus would cause them so much so to go and preach the word. Because if you look back at their life in those three and a half years, many had left their occupation. They left their families. Now, it wasn't that they got divorced and separated and went on their merry way. and left. It, it wasn't, they, they just said, okay, we'll follow you. And they took off. Jesus says, I'll make you fishers of men. Well, Here's Peter after all of this has gone on. Remember, poor Peter. See, I, the reason I like Peter so much is, is because I can sit and look at him and I can see me. We a jacked up group of people. <laughs> I mean, think about it. I mean, one minute we say one thing, another minute we do something totally opposite of what we said. Don't we? So here, here you've got Peter, and, and, and Peter was the one that Peter run up. Remember, now, before Peter became Peter, Peter was Simon, right? And, and Jesus told him the day that he changed his name, and it was because they was down by the Sea of Galilee, I think it was, in, in Galilee somewhere, and Jesus looked and said, who do men say that I am? And everybody said, oh, they, they, they say that you're Moses, they say that you're this, they say that you're that. And Peter goes, no, but you're Christ, the Son of the living God. And he said, oh, blessed are you. But you did not know that. But my Father in heaven revealed it to you. And he says, upon you, I'm going to build my church. And he changed his name. And he called him Peter. The rock. But now here we are. We find Peter, Simon Peter. We find Peter on the boat with five other guys. After Jesus had come back from the dead. See, I'm, I'm going to help somebody this morning. After Jesus had come back from the dead and had shown himself back to his disciples, Peter still found a way in his mind, just like you and I. Just like you and I. We are committed today, not so much tomorrow. 
We're committed for Sunday service, but not so much for Sunday lunch. Well, Monday morning's different. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to just, I'm trying to let you know it ain't taking you all day to get jacked up. You're going to go and, and eat lunch and they're going to misserve you or cook your steak wrong or give you some bad chicken and you're not going to tip them because my food, and it wasn't even the server's fault. The server done exactly what they were supposed, they brought you, they took your order, they brought you the food, they refilled your tea. They done their job. And now you're not going to tip them because... You are a hypocrite. <laughs> but just like Peter, we walk the same type of walk. One day we are fully committed and he said, Oh, Jesus, not you. You can't die. I'm going to go before you go. And Jesus called him Satan. Remember that? He said, Get behind me, Satan. He, he, he told Peter, he said, Hey, Satan, Satan asked for you. How many of you know that Satan's probably standing in front of him this morning asking for you? And you're wondering why your life is shaken up so bad. And Jesus said, well, did you consider Meg? Have you considered Meg? Go down and talk to Meg. Surely she won't falter. Surely she will keep her heart on me. Boy, sometimes, and I've even asked, I said, God, why, why do you have more faith in me than I have in you sometimes? Amen. I mean, I would just appreciate it if you would just shelter me sometimes and just keep me away from all the... It'd be, just vacation. He lops off a guy's ear. Jesus had to rebuke him. I mean, poor Peter got rebuked the whole way through. I mean, you watch. He, he got rebuked the whole way through. He was constantly. But, oh, man, that was the grace of God. Because there was a plan for grace. There was a plan for Peter's brokenness. Mm -hmm. Do y'all remember what Peter was called to do? That was so grand do y'all remember the inauguration of the holy spirit when the holy spirit came upon the 120 that started out to be 500 the other week guys they just went mad well never mind it, that, but there was 120 in the upper room and peter peter was singled out to preach the inauguration of the holy spirit and 3000 people were saved I rejoice over one. That's right. <laughs> but he preached in 3,000. Now see, if he was an evangelist in my town and he preached out in front of here and got 3,000 saved and brought in here, I would resign. <laughs> I ain't ready for 3,000. Jesus, I have bad enough time with me, myself, and I. I know everybody else ain't as bad as me. That's why I pick on me this morning. But here Peter is, and wouldn't you think, I'm just giving you some thoughts this morning. Wouldn't you think that after all the time that these other disciples had spent with Peter, 
And they seen how much Peter ebbed and flowed throughout his walk, even while in the presence of Jesus. Don't you think that they would have said, eh, maybe I better not follow him. But no, no, no. Peter goes and says to the disciples, I'm going a fishing. <laughs> See, the way, the way some of the translations and, and, and the way some of the commentaries would break this down and look at it, it would say, I'm leaving this. And I'm going back to this. See, that means different now, don't it? We would think just going fishing. We got we to gotta go fishing because we got some young bucks. They don't know how to fish. We, we'll take them, put them on a boat. Matter of fact, we'll get on their boat, take them out, spank their tail, and take their boat from them. But Peter says, I'm a going fishing. I'm, I'm, leaving, I'm leaving what God has called me out to do. I've spent three and a half years there. I'm done. And I'm going fishing. Now, wait a minute before you start judging. Peter had gone through some trauma. Is it okay I'll give you all just some backstory of what's going on before we get to the scripture? Peter, Peter has gone through some trauma in his life. I mean, Peter was singled out and said, you will betray me three times before the rooster crows. I mean, as if, as if Peter's life wasn't bad. I, come on, God, give, him, give the dude a break. <laughs> I mean, you, it seems like to me, to me, that he was trying to get him out of the fold. I mean, he kept breaking that dude. See, if, if we take on too many breaks in our life, we quit. Okay. I know. Y'all got it together. I don't. But you can't beat me but so many times before I say, man, I'm done. I didn't say I was done and I left. I just said I'm done. You might get punched in the throat. Because I, enough's enough, right? Some of us still have that fighting tenacity about us. All of us haven't been saved all of our life, and we go back to our roots fairly quickly when pressed. Boy, you see what happens when you're pressed so much? This is why God's trying to get stuff out of you. This is why God's trying to divert your, your energy that you put into your anger and your disappointments and your betrayals and your heartbrokenness. Because see, if he can get that out of you when you're pressed, only the good things of God will come out of you. But see, when you find yourself reverting back, just like Peter, you've got to understand, poor Peter. This guy said, I love you, Jesus. I'm not going to let that happen to you. I'm sticking with you. I'll die with you. And he says, oh, okay. You still got some stuff in you, Peter. And I'm going to put you in a little press today. And you'll deny me three times. Surely that's not so. And Peter finds himself sitting beside a fire. Aren't you one of them? 
You're one of them Christians, aren't you? I, I heard the way you talk. You're, you're one of them, aren't you? Some of you, I heard, I heard the way you talk. You're not one of them, are you? See, some of us still, the Lord's working. There you go. Just, to, just agree with it because the Lord's still working. And Peter denies Jesus. So, because I'm a compassionate guy. Can somebody go get Lisa? I'm a compassionate guy. So I have a tendency to, to lean into the underdog. I, I kind of have a, a sense about me sometimes that I will reach my hand out to those that are in, in need or those that are less fortunate. I, I'm one of those people. Now, I don't appear. Now, if, you're, if you've got the ability, and I know you have the ability to do what I'm asking you to do and you don't do it, The compassion, exit, stage, left. But Peter was put under a lot of pressure. And Peter denies Jesus, and now Peter is living with this. I'm sure Peter felt, I'm not good enough. God, God I, I, lack, I lack stability. I can't do what it is that you're... I get distracted pretty easy. He's running around now and he's feeling like this man that I told that I love, that I would follow, that I would do whatever, and now I've denied him and here I stand. And he said, you know what? I've done such a bad thing. There's no way. There's no way that he'll ever forgive me. You ever been there? You ever thought that some of the things that you've done have been such, such a bad thing that there's no way that God can forgive me? Because what you're, how you envision that, you're looking through the eyes of what you understand love to be. And it's based off of after sight, not foresight. It's based after what we've seen be done. And we don't think that if somebody does us wrong that we are to forgive. Remember, Peter asked Jesus, well, how many times am I supposed to forgive somebody? I mean, I, after all, this has been like five times. What, you want me to forgive them seven? Jesus said, no, no, Peter. No, I'm, not, I'm asking you to do it 70 times seven. <laughs> He's still working on you because some of you still got some of that in your heart that you don't want to forgive, that you can't forgive, that you can't find it within yourself to forgive. You won't stir love up enough inside of you to forgive. You would rather carry the hate because it's the easy way out. It's harder. Oh, girl, we're going to talk about agape and phileo. We're talking about it. Pay attention. 
But we, we can't stir up that agape type of love that God's talking about and God's calling out. And we're going to find here that God calls that out in Peter. See, God doesn't make mistakes. He didn't, he didn't let you go through what you went through so that you would quit. Although he knew you were going to quit, he didn't say, well, if you quit, I'm never coming back. God goes out of his way to bring you back on track. He's got a purpose for you, a plan for you. And Peter's going through all of this stuff, and just like me, Peter said, I'm going for a bike ride. <laughs> Not that we're just trying to go ride and get away, it's just that we're going to go ride and get away. See, sometimes I can find myself on a motorcycle not thinking about nothing, not even God. How is that even possible? Just relax. I'm sure you're holier than I am, and I'm sure that I'm sure you think and talk to God 24 hours a day, seven. I'm sure you got it all under control. But will you just let me be me for a minute? <laughs> Peter said, I'm going fishing. There was five other guys with him. Did anybody count that up yet? Was it five or six? They, so they went with him anyway. They left with him. They said, well, if he's going, I'm going. Peter, Peter is making a declaration on his life that I am leaving the call of my life. And I'm going back to where I was found. Because see, after all, that life is easier. Even though we don't like work, it's easier to go to work than it is to follow Christ. Even though, that the, even though work holds its own, its own uh, atmosphere of the unknown <laughs> as much and as well as Christ following Christ holds, uh -huh. it's unknown, right? We would still rather go to work because we only got to be there eight hours we can punch out. But to live with Christ, I got to do it with 24. Four other guys? Are you sure? I don't think that's right. Simon, Peter, Nathaniel, and two others of his disciples were together. I thought there were some brothers. Okay. Okay, well anyway, she counted them up, there's four. But there's a group of guys nonetheless, whether it was four or twelve. I can be wrong. Don't judge me, I'm, not, I'm doing this by no notes. So, here they are, they listen to Peter, and Peter says, I quit. And they go, well, if he's quitting, I'm quitting too. Boy, how easy it is to follow the gang. See, you, these other guys, they, and, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure about this. They, they, they didn't go just because Peter said that. I'm pretty sure they already had it in their heart. They just needed somebody to take the first step. So they used poor Peter again. Well, Peter's always going to screw up. We'll just wait on him. Surely he'll say something. We can just follow him and blame it on Peter. 
toy, old boy. Isn't that something? The influence that you have on people. That will follow you. Have you ever followed someone when you knew they was wrong? Don't lie to yourself. Have you ever followed somebody when you knew they were wrong? But you went anyway. Women, don't y'all be trying to... Look, stop. She's saying, you've been wrong all the time. And I'm just being a faithful wife. And I'm following the head of my home. Stop. That's just wrong in every aspect. All you other women, y'all doing the same. Yeah, my husband was wrong and I went and done it anyway. Stop. And now we find Peter on a boat with three other guys. Four total. And they fishing. I wonder how many times Jesus has come back to find you doing the exact opposite. Has he ever found you there? Oh man, he... He called you to be holy for he's holy and he comes back and he sees that not so much. He calls you to be the righteousness of God and he comes and he just he just visits every once in a while and he steps into the living room and he well not so much. He's called you to love because he is love. And he drops by your work. And not so much. He's called you to forgive. For freely you've been given. Freely you give. And he comes by one afternoon. And not so much. I wonder if he's ever came back to you and found you in an opposite place of where he so deeply desires you to be. Has he ever found you there? Be careful. People judge you when you... Has he ever knocked on your door and you not answer? See, this is, I'm just, I'm telling you this because I'm trying to set you up for Peter here because you're no different than Peter, but you're quick to judge poor Peter. And, and people judge Thomas. They, I mean, they still call him Doubting Thomas. I believe that there was no doubt in Doubting Thomas's mind at the end. That, just my personal, don't try to break me down theological. 
And Jesus is standing on the beach, checking them out. Jesus wanting to have a fish fry. And Jesus, doing what he always does, begins to serve. Got a little fire going, waiting on the boys to come in. Been fishing all night, they ain't caught nothing. Boy, how many times have you ever gone back to find out you come up empty-handed? I'm just going to do what it is I do because <laughs> Hey Tommy take take me back Take me back Um hang on Oh Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, and the sons of Zebedee. Oh, wait a minute. The sons of Zebedee. So there's at least two more there. There's five. And two others. There's seven. Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, the sons of Zebedee, at least two, and two others. There's a... I didn't do that to do that, but I did it. <laughs> okay, so uh, they said we're going with y'all. Go Take me further, Tommy. The other way. Go forward now. Okay, look. Here they are. Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? And they answered, nope. Has he ever come back and said, hey, how's life treating you? Yep. Nope. <laughs> it ain't. And he says, cast the net on the right side of the boat. See, get, 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 your, get your walk on the right side of the path. Okay, I'm not trying to condemn you. I just, I'm just pointing some things out. So they cast and now they were not able to draw it. Because it was a multitude of fish. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, this was, this was John, right? John the Beloved. He says to Peter, it is the Lord. Well, matter of fact, it's got an exclamation, so I'm not sure if they just miscommunicated that or not. But if John was any friend of Peter, he probably wouldn't have shallowed it from the back of the boat to the front of the boat to draw attention to Peter because he already knew that Peter left and went on. And if he was a friend, he would have probably said, hey, Peter, maybe he passed a note. Get this to Peter. <laughs> it's the Lord. <laughs> but is it? I'm still having problems here. Because John left with Peter and went back fishing. But yet John still calls him Lord. See how you can get caught up in stuff even when you don't believe what others may believe. 
you got to be careful because you too can be found in the wrong place. Oh, you might have you might have right motives. Good motives. See, that's what a lot of people are banking on. People are banking on, well, the Lord knows my heart. So when I get to heaven and I've not confessed them as Lord, and I walk in and I go, well, haven't I cast out demons in your name? Have we not healed the sick in your name? Have we not preached the gospel? And he says, depart from me. It's not about what you're doing. So they cast it out. Here comes the disciples coming back to shore. Now we get caught up. Tommy, just go ahead and go to verse 15. Y'all okay right now? Y'all tracking with me? You all right? Check this out. Jesus said, Jesus said to them, verse 12, starting there somewhere. Jesus said to them, come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? <laughs> you ever found yourself in a situation where your parents said, you're getting a spanking? Well, and they didn't say nothing for hours. You go about doing your little thing. You anticipating it's coming because most cases, well, at least when dad says it. When dad said it, you can count on it, brother. You can take it. You might as well just go ahead and take that check to the bank and cash that deal because that's coming. Now, mama, sometime, well, maybe not so much. Yeah. I'm going to spank you when I get done. Well, if you get quiet and walk away, mama forgot. And you good. No, forgetfulness. <laughs> Sparing the rod. That's what that is. <laughs> See, he says, come on over here and eat. Well, ain't no wonder they didn't ask who he was. I wouldn't have either. Because I already know. Well, he's, John's already called him out to be the Lord. I can hear the chatter on the boat. Man, he's wanting us to come and eat fish. Man, this ain't going to be good. He's caught us. We were supposed to have been in Galilee, and here we are. We fishing. <laughs> Just ain't gonna be good, boys. <laughs> I, I can see it. See, y'all don't, y'all don't. I gotta get right in the movie, man. I wish I was a movie maker. I could, I could just see the chatter on the boat. I'm not gonna ask him. Well, I ain't saying nothing. I'm sitting in the back. I ain't even going over there. Y'all bring my plate over here. And he says, come on, sit down and eat. No, eat. And you're going, no, I ain't eating. Nope. Uh-uh, I ain't going. No, just get you something to eat. It's okay, come on in. It's like calling your boys, calling your girls. into. Just come on in. Uh-uh, if I come in there, you're going to beat me with a bat. Just come on in. That's how y'all act like when I'm in church. I... Go like this, tell y'all to come. And y'all just backpedal, dig your heels in, hold on to the chair in front of you. You ain't moving. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I ain't going there with you this morning. Mm -mm. And here they are. They're all gathered up. Isn't it ironic? Watch this. Jesus came and took bread and gave it to them. Boy, don't you think that brought back a quick memory? Mm. 
there's got to be something there. I wish I had time. There's got to be something there with just the bread and not no juice. Because the juice had already, never mind. And likewise the fish. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples. Jesus came to your house three times. And he said, hello. And you locked the door. And here's the third time. Oh, see, you were still going to church in the process of the other two. You were still hanging out with. You got two-thirds of it right. You went to church on Sunday, and you stopped cussing. Some of you, not so much. And now here's the third time. And Jesus is going... You was, doing, you was doing good over there. You was on the right track. Why'd you go back over here? Here's the third time that Jesus comes. I've got to believe that he came to Peter three times. Because it didn't separate any of that. He said that this is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples. Disciples being plural, I'm assuming all, unless my assumptions are incorrect. And I would say that Peter was one of those, and Peter had seen him three times, this being the third. Don't you think that twice seeing Jesus raised from the dead would be enough? Don't you think that God intervening in your life one time would be enough? That you would say, there is a God. Come on, I've heard them. I've heard the comments. There is a God. I won the lottery. There is a God. <laughs> Never mind. But, uh, right? There, there is a God. Look what God gave me. There is a God. I got a man. <laughs> Just took a minute. See, she's a little slow. It's okay. I'll, I'll give you time. Grace, I'll give you time. <laughs> but you would think twice, man, would have been enough to cause Peter to want to go and tell the world about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Can I tell you something, too, that the enemy, if the enemy knows what's on your life and what, what God is setting you up for, the enemy is going to come after you a lot. He couldn't stop Jesus from dying on the cross. He couldn't stop Jesus from being raised from the dead. But if he could stop you from preaching about it. Well, who was the lucky one? Poor Peter. I wonder if that's where Peter, Peter, the pump. Never mind. Stop laughing at me. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, watch. Now this is where we're going to come in. I just, all of that was just to get you up to date. Y'all okay? Do you have a couple more hours? You all right? All right. He says, Simon, uh, she said, uh-uh, mm-mm. 
Not two more. That was, your, that was your girl. Get your girl. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? See, some mixed feelings, some mixed emotions, some mixed ideas here. Do you love me more than these? Who was he addressing? Was he saying, do you love me more than these, like the guys? Do you think that Jesus is trying to dig out some arrogance from Peter to make Peter think that he loves him more than... Or could it possibly be that Peter, hey, do you love me more than you love these? And maybe pointing out some fishing gears, some fishing nets, some fish. Because after all, that's where he caught him. But he did catch him with his friends too. So there's some kind of mixed emotions there. I'll let you dig into that. I'm not going to take a whole lot of time on it, but it was interesting enough to raise a question. Do you love me more than these? And he said to him, Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. And he said to him, Peter, Feed my lambs. You think this was the first time he ever heard this? It was ironic that Jesus would come back to such a place for Peter to enact such a thing of restoration over Peter's life, setting by the same thing in which he denied Jesus at. He was at a fire and denied him. He's setting by the fire to restore him. Boy, he tricky. Tricky. He knows how to line you all up. I mean, he give him a bite of bread, maybe to help remind him of who he was, because we're not asking him. He said, "Okay, no need to ask. Take a bite." Mm-hmm. Wasn't that just like Jesus? See, you don't have to ask if it's wrong. He said, let's take a bite. Oh, remember? Unless you drink of my blood or eat of my flesh, you have no part in. Here, Peter, take, oh, oh, I hadn't even thought about that till just now. That was a good one. Peter, you you got to be willing to eat of me. And you have to be willing to deny you. See, he didn't address Peter by the name in which he changed. He addressed him. Jesus took him back. He said, I want you to remember Remember how far you've come. Simon, remember the garden? 
Simon, remember cutting off the ears? Simon, remember the betrayal? Oh, this is good. You've done it all, Simon. But Simon, I'm here. I found you. I come after you. Jesus was on his way. Do y'all understand? Jesus was on his way out of here. And he made one more stop. He said, Peter, I just, I can't go. I can't go because the hand of the Lord is on you, Peter. I can't go. And you, Peter, have to preach. You have to be the inauguration speaker. God chose you for that. So I came back. I don't think there was any type of condemnation here whatsoever. I don't think there was any guilt trips going on. I don't, that wasn't Jesus. Jesus was trying to display the love of the Father. And the grace. Because you know that we're all saved by grace through faith. Peter had to see the grace of God again. And Jesus said, I'm going to take my time out and I'm going to come over here. We're going to have a fish fry before I go. <laughs> it was so good the last time we did it, boys. We tried it one more again. So here he goes. He says, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time. Simon, do you love me? Now it's just a direct question. First it was a challenge of, who do you love more, Simon? Do you love these more? Whatever these are, you, you dig in that. Whatever these are, do you love these more? Or do you love me? It was a challenged question. I'm going to give you a choice. You, which you pick. And now it was, Simon, do you love me? Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. And he said to him, tend to my sheep. Look after my sheep. Feed my sheep. Bringing back to the call again. Jesus is more or less saying, if, if you love me, then why, why won't you do what Scripture says? If you love me, you will obey me. Peter, do you love me? Why aren't you tending my sheep? If you love me, Peter, and you're saying that you love me, then will you obey me and feed my sheep? If, if you love me the way that you say you love me on Sunday, will you talk to me on Monday? Can we have lunch on Tuesday? Will you break bread with me on Wednesday? Can we just sit on the back deck and have a drink? Water, sweet tea. 
on Thursday? Can we do that? Can we just have fun on Friday? Can we sit on Saturday? See, if you love me, do you, do you love me enough to give me you? Whatever, whatever that is in your category. See, what you give God is going to be different than what I give God. What God challenges you with, he's going to challenge me differently with that. What God convicts you of, he's going to convict me differently of. What God calls you to, he's going to call me to differently. What God has you to say, he's going to have me to say differently. We, will we give God what he's asking for? This doesn't, make, this doesn't make me better than you because I stand behind a pulpit and preach the word. It, it does, it has, listen, there are things that you do in your life that Jesus is looking at me going, why can't you do that? Have, have any of you ever come in here on a Sunday and you just felt condemned and, and, God, and you're saying, you're sitting in your seat and God's getting behind your head going, why can't you preach a gospel? He's preaching. That's not God. God don't want you to be condemned. God just wants you. After all, he went out of his way. This time, Holy Spirit just said, nah, his way was the cross. So he didn't go out of his way. He, okay, Holy, see, y'all think y'all got it. Y'all think, well, I wish I was like a pastor. He got it. Get, no, he don't. He get convicted while he preaching. <laughs> he said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon. Man, he did not say Peter yet. Can you imagine what's going through Peter's mind? Wait a minute, you changed my name. That would be like me and you talking, and one day you just start addressing me as Mr. Nicely. There's a problem. <laughs> no, matter, no matter what state or situation. You, you can't call me Rocky all day, every day, for years, and then out of the blue, while we're eating a hamburger, you go, Mr. Nicely, can I get you a sweet tea? I'm going to punch you in the mouth. Something happened. <laughs> you with me? Jesus called him Peter. Jesus changed his name to Peter, Jesus done it publicly and called him Peter. And now all of a sudden, Jesus is calling him Simon. What if it's just a way to address us that, you know, it's easy for Peter to love me. But can Simon love me? Okay, well, let me help you. Let me. It's easy for us to worship on Sunday. Easier, because some of you are still bullheaded. Some of you still. You, you, won't, you wouldn't open your mouth to sing the praises to the Lord if somebody stuck you in the butt with a needle. <laughs> and you better be careful. Because what? 
the rocks. Boy, what a sorrowful day that would be. So it's easier to praise him on Sunday and to worship him on Sunday than it is on Monday because everybody just hates Monday. I don't know why you guys are confused. Y'all do know that Monday isn't the beginning of another week. Sunday is the beginning. Y'all do know. Look at your calendar for the love of John. It doesn't say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday says Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You already started again. What's so bad about Monday? I can tell you what's bad about Monday. I get back around people. <laughs> Simon, do you love me? I heard you. I'm getting away from it. And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. If we stop there, it would be kind of a, a happy ending. That Jesus came back, Jesus found Peter in a state of weakness, just like he found you, some of you this morning at 7.30. Found you in a state of weakness and came by and knocked on your door and said, do you love me, Deb? But that's not where Jesus stops it. I'm going, really? If you really read scripture, you're going to find out that it is extremely complicated to walk a Christian walk. It's complicated. It's not impossible. It's complicated. Because see, you think that it's a bed of roses. Well, it's not. As soon as you say, Lord... I love you. He goes, oh, really? I don't think he does that to test your faith because it says that he doesn't test your faith. He doesn't test your salvation. But he's wanting to tell Peter now, okay, Peter, you've said that you love me and you've gone from phileo love to agape love. The word changed. So now that I know that you love me, Peter, not based on what I've done for you and not based on what I'm going to do for you, but you love me for who I am, watch this challenge. Blows my mind. 21:18. Most assuredly, I say to you, this is Jesus talking to Peter, talking to Simon. When you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. Jesus spoke prophetically into Simon's life and said, you're going to die. And this is how you're going to die. Do you love me? (laughs) 
What if Jesus just come and told you that? What if Jesus said that your hands were going to be stretched? And you were going to be girded up and took away and drugged to where you didn't want to go. Do you love him? See, it's so easy to say, I love Jesus. But when it comes time, because see, we, 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 got, we got so twisted up in our head one time. We, we said that we'll become witnesses of the Lord. We think it's out running your mouth and talking. When in fact, that word witnesses means be martyred. Boy, isn't that, a, isn't that a great thing? I, I get to serve God all my life, just turn over everything to and now somebody's going to kill me because I served him. I think we lost about 25%. I think 25% said, yeah, no, I'm not, well, I want to die, I'm going to just go, I'm, I'm going to go fishing. <laughs> wake-up call. But God, I, you just asked me three times, and I told you three times that I love you, and now you're going to tell me that somebody's going to stretch me out and kill me? Can't wait. <laughs> this he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify God. See, y'all thought I was making that up. But that's, it actually explained that in Scripture. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. Boy, he's heard this one once or three times, ain't he? Followed him all the way to the cross. <laughs> then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following. Boy, I love this deal who also had leaned on the breast at the supper. Remember when John the Beloved leaned back into Jesus? That's where they come up with that gay picture. Everybody's on one side of the table. Who took that portrait? Anyway. Don't get me started. Who, who also leaned into the breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, But Lord, what about this man? And Jesus said to him, If, if I will that he remain till I come, what's that to you? Oh, see, y'all just could wait. Oh, I wish I'd have grown up in Bible days. It would have been so awesome to know Jesus firsthand and to walk with Jesus hand in hand and go every... Mm-hmm. Until he looked at you and said, what's that to you? Hey, Satan, get behind me. Bunch of brood of vipers. Stiff necks. Oh, Jesus was so kind and polite. Y'all better get over yourself. See, we, oh, man. This is how big I think God is. On the day of judgment, God's going to be able to show his justice while composing his compassion. I'm wondering 
if we're going to see an expression of, man, I really don't want to do this, friends. But you're, you're going to have to go. I know. And he's going to take you by the hand. Well, get up, man. You're too big. My hand's hurting. I think that's what's wrong. My wrist was hurting and trying to pull you around all the time. Would you just follow every once in a while? And he just looks at him and he says, just, I know you don't want to go, but I just, I'm, I'm, I just, I can't do anything. I mean, you know, dad, I mean, I, I really hate to. You want to stop and get a burger and a shake before you go? See, y'all, y'all misinterpret God's grace. He's been doing this the whole time you're alive. He's going, hey, brother, don't, don't do that. I mean, dad's watching. Don't look, don't look. Don't. If you look, it shows guilt. Don't look. But he says, if you just, just come on, let's, let's go have a milkshake and a burger. See, he does that now. Because now I still believe that he's, not only is he just, but he's still in a compassionate and graced field. I believe that there's states that we go through. My opinion. You can sell me on that. But I, I believe there's, there's, there's states of what we go through. There. Because there, there's that, there's that grace-filled state. That's when, when Jesus comes and says, "Come here, come here. I got you. Right? I died for you. I love you." We, we go through that state, right? And we become, we become what? We become saved, right? We become followers of Christ, right? But we become Christians, and then we go through this state where, where there's the just God. Don't tell me you're ignorant of the Bible. You got it. And everything that was written beforehand was written for your learning. Don't tell me you didn't know. Read your word. Amen. Okay, if, you, if you're not there yet, just hang on. Keep, live till next week. Right. <laughs> and, and by then, by next week, then, then God may take you out of a, a grace moment and bring you into a disciple moment and say, I want you to eat of my flesh and drink I want you to have part in me. I don't want you just squeaking through the gates right before they close it. Boy, that was close. I want you to be able to walk in with your shoulders back. I just wonder if that last day is going to be one of those days. Because I don't, don't take your notebooks with you. Leave your iPads at home. It's like going into court. No smartwatches, no iPads, no phones. You got to leave them at home. See, now you're going to come back and now all you get to do today, that day is going to be the day of arraignment. While you're living in Christ, after you've been saved, you're living in the trial. Oh, come on, please help me. See, before the trial, you were accused. You were caught. You were sinful. You was wrong. You were dead. 
And then Jesus came along with his grace and said, come here, follow me. And you said, man, that sounds so much better than what I'm in. I'm in. I want to go. And you begin to live life. You walk through and there's trial after trial after trial after trial. There's jury after jury. Anybody ever had to stand before the jury? And there's jury after jury. They keep getting, they keep getting oh, you're one of them. You got tattoos. You're not saved. You're going to hell. Then there's jury and there's jury. Come on, come on. And there's jury. And we're going through all of that in this life. And then there's a day that we die. And it becomes our arraignment day. Will we stand? And will we be in right standing? Or would we have made a choice to go back fishing? And that day is going to be the day. Yep, there you are. Yep, nope. Next. Let me, let me help you real quick. This is a good analogy. See, while you've done something wrong to your spouse and it got past me, and, and you've done something wrong to your spouse and then your spouse she she's got she's she's in the room she's distraught and and the suitcase is on the bed and 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 she's packing the suitcase and 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 Sadie Sadie's holding on to her leg and she's packing and you're going but honey I'm I'm sorry and and I didn't and it and it and this and it, and you're trying to make a case for yourself and you're hoping that she's going to find some grace that her daddy raised her in so that she would find some grace doesn't happen on arraignment day can I tell you it's too late then see while you're still living there's still hope oh come on church while you're still living there is hope I don't want to be caught without hope I don't want to be caught siding on the side of grace that is absent and is no longer available. I would rather, if I'm going to mess up, I want to mess up now while I'm in the grace of God. Because now if I mess up, I automatically know that Jesus is going to come back by and he's going to say, do you love me, Rocky? Eat of this bread. Do you love me, Rocky, more than you love these? Do you love me, Rocky? Then feed my sheep. That's why I'm feeding my sheep. I was asked, do you love me? Some mornings I wake up and I go, do I have to love them as much as I love you? I've got to ask that question. Jesus goes and restores Peter. Just like he can restore you and me. In the depth of our most confused moments, Jesus can walk to the beach and call for us and say, here, eat. 
So no matter where you are in life, no matter what you've done in life, can I remind you this morning that it's not too late? Don't you let the enemy put that on you. As long as you still have breath, he has grace. It's not too late. Don't, don't run because you feel guilty. I think that was one of the driving forces with Peter. He felt guilty of, of not, not confessing. And Jesus had to bring him back to a spot. A place where he would remember again just how much he was loved. And it was that call again, Peter, feed my sheep. It won't be long now. Right? I mean, we into the 50 days now. It won't be long now. You're going to have to preach. <laughs> Man, he give him, I'm kind of mad. He give him some time to work out a good sermon. <laughs> he didn't give me no time. He said, oh, you want that? No, we're going to change that this morning here. Whoop. Feed my sheep. See, I don't think it's just a matter of feeding sheep with work. I think it's a matter of feeding sheep with life. What is it do they see? Do they see Christ in you? I mean in the good times and the bad. I mean, are you stable the whole way through? Come on, dirty underwear and socks, it don't mean that much. Sweetheart, you got to let that go. See, y'all yeah, uh, just don't want to wake up and, yeah. It don't mean that much. It really don't. What means the most is, man, there's, there's opportunity, there's... There's that time of trying, and it's okay if you fail. Don't stay in your failure. Get up. Peter, don't go a fishing. Go and feed my fish, or go and feed my fish. Go feed my fish. That's what, said, That's what I was doing. Go feed my sheep. Maybe that's, what, that, that's why Peter done that. Maybe he misunderstood it, just like I said it. He thought he said, go feed his fish, and it was feed his sheep. He just, he was confused. <laughs> All of that to tell you this this morning. You can't go far enough to get out of his grace. David said, man, I can, I can make my bed in Sheol, and there you are. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. It, I could fly as high as I could fly, and there you'd be. I could run as far as I could run, and there you'd be. That's just like Jesus. He's like that bad habit. It won't seem to ever go away. 
And he shows up the most inconvenient times. I miss the times when he just shows up to say, hey, come love me. I woke up now, it's, hey, I need to talk to you for a minute. <clears throat> okay. Can I lay in bed? You might as well. All right. This is going to hurt. I know y'all don't have those days. I'm just glad that he's still coming. Yeah, I get, to, I get to enjoy his grace too. But see, his grace is just displayed in a different manner now. It's a spanking and not death. Amen. It's a spanking and not hanging. Amen. It's a spanking and not a beating. See, I still get to experience his grace. It's all in perspective. I mean, after all, Paul, what Paul said, by now all of you should be teachers. Yep. Anybody, anybody sitting in the sanctuary right now that's been saved over a year, raise your hand. Five years, keep them up. This ain't a Baptist church. Where are you going? See, y'all know how the Baptists, keep your hands raised. Y'all know how the Baptists do, right? They put their finger up like this and they walk across the front. Just, that's kind of like the excuse me. She raised her hand, now she's leaving. Ten years? Fifteen years? Lord Jesus. Twenty years? All right, I'm just stopping. By now, all of you should be teachers. See, for the younger in Christ, when you look at 20-year-old saints, yeah. and I'm not saying they're not teaching, don't be judging them. If you start judging, don't judge lest you be judged with the same measure. Okay, as long as they teach you. You don't have, you don't have to be here to teach. Matter of fact, I'd rather teach you, Charlie, one-on-one. Because then I've only got to get through one person's head. I don't have to try to get through. It's easier one-on-one. It's harder when you got a group. Because I'm trying to keep you awake. I'm trying to keep you involved. I'm trying to get you to understand. I'm trying to get you not to be mad. I'm trying to get you to be happy. I'm trying to get you to be okay. I'm trying to get you out of your deal. I'm trying to get you out of your deal. And I'm trying to do all this in a sermon. Man alive. You're talking about dancing. Because as soon as I say something, YouTube, Facebook, love you, mean it, wish you were here. Bye-bye. As soon as I say something, sometimes God will put your face I mean, you almost illuminate sometimes. And I see you as clear as day right here as soon as I say something. And I can be looking over there. But God's grace keeps me from coming over and going, boy, that was supposed to be for you. But I'll say something, man. I, I see your face and I go, well, that's for them. Well, it wasn't for her, so now she's upset because that wasn't really for her, but she heard it, so now she's took offense. So now I gotta come back and give subtitles, and I gotta come back in and I gotta do footnotes, and then I gotta do cliff notes, and then I gotta do fine print to make sure everybody's okay when they leave. Not so much. 
Do your own footnotes, your own cliff notes, your own fine print. I mean, I can give all I can get. I ain't got no more. Okay. That's what Sadie would do when Sadie's done. See, I love it. You're not here by chance this morning. You came because God knows that you needed to hear what was just spoken. He loves you enough to come back to you. Even when you've chose to go another route. Just make sure you got better friends than John. When he comes back, they don't go, Hey, the Lord's here, Peter! <laughs> don't do that, man. Peter, you know, Peter jumped over the boat. I, I kind of wonder if that was... He said, ah! <laughs> but the Bible actually said that he put his outer garment on before he dropped over. That's a bad sign. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it's like putting on a wool blanket. Jumping into an ocean. <laughs> What? See, I read that. I didn't want to talk about it, but I'll talk about it after we get off air because people will take that and just cause all kinds of havoc. But I thought that was kind of cool. Hey, the Lord's here. That's the Lord. And Peter gets dressed and jumps over. (laughs) I said, John, man, you ought to be kicked in the head, man. Don't say, leave me, get your boy. (laughs) Right? Uh, ain't that something? God's grace is just something else. So this week when you falter, and this week you say, I'm a going fishing, just remember, Jesus knows your fishing hole. Yes, he does. Don't you just hate that when you go fishing and somebody crowds right next to you? You ever been trout fishing? Man, they used to do that, man, when I was growing up. My dad would take us trout fishing. And we would go to this reservoir up in Allegheny County, up at the, up at the water hole. And we'd get up there and man, early. I mean, they like one person on the bank. And I'm going, Dad, he's going first day of trout season. Can't put your lines in the water until it's 10 o'clock, I think it was. I can't remember what time. It, it, there was a time. And I'm going, so why are we here at 7? You can't run up and down the creek bank. You're going to scare the fish. You can't throw water because you're going to, or you can't throw rocks because you're going to scare the Why are we here at 7 o'clock? And by 9.20, I'm like, dude, look, I've been here since 7 o'clock. You, you need to give me some room. Your lines getting tangled up. Boy, that just make me so mad. That's just like Jesus. Right when you think you're going to be fishing, here he comes. Ain't nobody else on the riverbank but you. And he's going to come and crowd up right here. He's going to tangle your line. He's going to want to talk all day. And you're trying to go, I just want to go fishing. That's how much he loves you. Let's stand. I'll let you go on that. Feel like you're supposed to have been here this morning? And they go, God, dude, I'm glad. Ugh. 
Man, it sounds like, <laughs> sounds like a microwave. I'm gonna get, hey, Tommy, that's what I want. I want to buy a microwave, and I want to go ahead, and we're going to start putting a timer on there like 30 seconds before I get everybody to stand up. And then when it goes, ding, everybody's going to be going, it's going to sound like popcorn. <laughs> Stretching and cracking and popping. Man, it hurts sometimes to get up. <laughs> Whew. Get the blood flowing. Can I pray with you this morning? And I'm going to pray with you. I'll pray for you, but I want to pray with you. So when I, when I say something, I, I want you praying for yourself. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join in in my way. See, when I'm praying, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's in your head that I'm getting into. It might be her head that I'm getting into. And I'm praying the same thing that she's praying. And she's going, really, again? And, and it's the whole, see, Jesus, I'm telling you, he's just like that. He gets right beside you on the riverbank. He got all that other room and he got to get up in your business. Let me catch the fish, huh? 